0: Hosea four. We kind of make uh, to a, a landmark part here, where we flip things over a little bit. Hosea four. Is, uh, the first three chapters have been about Hosea, his marriage to Gomer, and how that paralyzed the na- par- paralyzed, parallels the nation of Israel and the way that they were acting in their unfaithfulness, and how his wife was acting and her unfaithfulness and <laughs> It's like I always thought it would be cool to be in the Bible, but you don't want to be in the Bible like that, you know, for being synonymous with adultery and unfaithfulness like Gomer is. Uh, But Hosea 4 makes a turn. The examples are over. We're not going to look at his marriage so much. It's more straightforward. It's pretty much like the prophet now. It's like, okay, I have just went through hell for you guys. God had me marry an unfaithful woman and put my life on display. This is my go-around in life, and this is what I've had to do so I could make a paint, a paint a picture for you, but that's done. Now I'm delivering the point. And so that's kind of where we are at now. He's delivering the point, straightforward. And it reads, if we were to read it all at once, it reads like the charges against Israel. And again, I want to keep us in mind here that at this point in time the nation is split there's the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom the northern kingdoms called the house of Israel or Israel the southern kingdoms called the house of Judah or Judah and so in our minds I don't know if you're like me I always kind of just lump them all as one it's like, oh, it's Israel's it's the Jews it's all there it's not it's two separate things um, to this day in a sense but um, he, he's talking to the northern part they're the ones who fall first. And the, 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 the southern part, Judah, they hold out for a couple hundred years, you know, longer you know, before they fall, but it, they eventually do as well. This reads like an indictment, like an official court charge. If we were to go through and read it in this way, it's how, how it comes off. Um, look at verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. So Hosea 4.1. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel, for the Lord hath controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. It almost starts out with that, hear the word of the Lord. It's almost like we would have, you know, the hear ye, hear ye, this heart is in session. You know, he's like calling their attention. Hear ye, listen up, here it comes. So he has that whole, hear ye, ye children of Israel. So he, See, he's telling us, he's pointed it. He's like, I'm not talking about every Jewish kid. I'm talking about the northern part. I didn't say Judah. I'm talking about the northern half. Uh, The northern half was the ones that broke off, created their own priesthood. They're the ones that erected, I think, two bulls uh, to make it convenient where they could worship. You know, they don't go down to the temple. You know, they stay up there, and they create their own rules. They have their own religious system. They set it up their own way. And so, um, got their own priesthood. Yep, like everybody, like, why should this be Levites? You know, so they got to pick out and um, have their own. It is interesting. It's like they know... Levites assemble now. Levi sent me a song the other day. It was like, was that during Tabernacles? Wasn't it? Peace to Yeah, and so it's these, all these Levites that were standing around you know, near the temple grounds singing a big song. And it was, uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's like. Yeah, they're crying out for it, and so the nation, it, it, so it is, it is a very turning pointy uh, song, how it is. It's, it's all Jewish, so right? I'd play it for you, you know, <laughs> but, but it was uh, uh, all these Jewish, you know, from old Levites to young Levite men that are all singing this, you know, like they're wanting the temple, and so uh, the, the temple stuff goes on. <laughs> that's when you look up, because your redemption drawn nigh, you know, that, that's, why, that's how we know the lateness of the hour. And that is pretty, at the beginning, yeah, you get these guys and the, the, that sounds, yeah. And they have a lot of the implements for the temple at the Temple Institute already. It's there. It's ready. They just need the place. And that is one thing, talking about world and current events, I'm like, what will the world say? We're sick of all this bickering. Let's just divide it up and give them give them their spot for the synagogue we'll have the mosque over here. You know, some of the things you can read in Revelation, you can almost argue that. It's like, measure the court, but don't measure the out of court. That's still for the that's still for the Gentiles. So maybe there's some big compromise where they sign a peace agreement for seven years. That's Daniel chapter nine. You know, all these things are click, 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 click. You know, next thing you know, we're flying. <laughs> so I'll fly away. Oh glory. I'll fly away. And so yeah. There's a lot of things that make you wonder. Um, See, notice there's a subtle difference here. Kind of. Look at verse 1. Here, the word of the Lord, you children of Israel. For the Lord hath controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Uh, He doesn't call them his people. He calls them the inhabitants. You people who live in my land. Um, It's kind of like when the mom's really mad at the kids. You know, all of a sudden she, you know, she calls your, calls the husband up. You need to get home and take care of your children. You know, and she's no longer claiming them. You know, so, you know, she's mad at them. They've crossed the line. They're not mine anymore. They're yours. They act just like you. They're behaving like you. You need to come home and take care of your kids. You know, they're, the dependents in my house are not behaving correctly. All of a sudden there's a detachment there. You know, the love, loving mother uh, is kind of like, mm, you've crossed the line, kids. Now you're dependents until you reconcile things. Then I'll take you back in and I'll be your mama bear again. And so, um, they like, but mom, kids. Well, act like it. You know, that kind of scenario is what God is saying. You're inhabitants of the land because you're not my people. You don't act like my people. There's no family resemblance. That was something that we used in our family a lot. In this family, we behave this way. I don't care what any other house is doing or what they, how they behave. In our house, we don't watch that. We don't say that. We don't do this. You know, it's like, you will get along with your siblings. They're going to be your siblings forever. Yeah, you know, we had mantras that we would drill into them. But the <laughs> um, but he says he has this controversy with them, with the inhabitants of the land. You know, it's like, Judge, you know, these people they turn their back on me. And he does turn his back on them for a while and he tor- turns towards a foolish nation, which is us, until the foolish nation is complete. That's one of the things you look forward to. So I I mean who will be that last person that gets saved and completes the body of Christ? I don't know, but wouldn't you like to be the one who wins them? You know, that, that would be a pretty cool honor. It's like you witness to somebody. And they bow their head and close their eyes and they ask Jesus Christ to save them. And the next thing you know, you're like, and this is called the rapture. It's <laughs> like, so you're flying up because you just completed the barnacle. Who knows? That'd be, man, what a, what a time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm yeah yeah the board, yeah. You for real, mm-hmm. You know. yeah yeah and that's i think you'll see how some of that fits in here as we go why the controversy why does he have the controversy with the inhabitants of the land he tells us because there's no truth nor mercy nor knowledge of god in the land so you list list three things no truth no mercy no knowledge of God. Um, these I like to use, and I'll use it again here. God's order is never out of order. And you can see how this builds. And so I'm going to look at it backwards because it's it's kind of built upon this. It's like, oh, if you start with there's no knowledge of God, you can see why it progresses to the place in which it is. And so I think that's the way I look at it here. God's, God's order, he's listed it for us. And how it
1: from the time where they said, well, we don't want to go all the way to do
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> Just build our own. It's convenient. And
1: then all of a sudden from that, now then we got other gods, and our God, the God of Israel, doesn't exist anymore. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it just, it was just like that. Less than a
0: generation. Yeah, because that's what usually, how how many generations does it take for us to lose faith? One. And it's like, because yeah, there's no guarantee your children will be saved unless you you teach and instruct and, and, and follow God's rules, then we hope so. But yeah, it takes one generation. So I'm I'm going to start with the last first and then build up no knowledge of god i think that's where it starts they become too intellectual or like tim's talking about that's uh, too inconvenient to go down to just one temple that seems that seems kind of narrow but let's, let's broaden let's broaden the road a little bit let's make there many multiple ways and so uh or, you know we're too smart you know it's um, it seems archaic to go that old fashioned way with, with um, everybody's using the bull method now. Let's all worship the bull. Let's have some fire and some pyrotechnics as we do this, and let's let's have some bloodletting. You know, maybe some prostitution. You know, that's just that's the more modern way to go. You know, that's how they did, and that's where they went. No knowledge, no knowledge of God. If you don't know who He is, you don't have wisdom, right? You know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All of a sudden, they're going to make dumb choices. They're going to do stupid things, you know, because they don't have their guide. They don't have uh, the, the, the fixed point that you're aiming towards. We don't have a reference. And so, yeah, they don't have that. They don't listen to him. And so then other people don't know him because they don't know who he is. It's like, it's not been taught to them. Their parents didn't teach him, you know, so now they don't have any wisdom. And so it perpetrates <coughs> stupidity in, in, in the sense there's no knowledge of God. So if they have no knowledge of God, why would they ever act like Him? You know that's why. That's why we want to make sure we get out of schools. We gotta get the Ten Commandments out of there. If the kids see the Ten Commandments, they might obey them. That would be horrible. It's what our whole culture is based on. You know, the Judeo-Christian um, law system is as that. And yet we don't want that. It's so narrow-minded. We gotta get it out of there. We can't have it in front of them. You can't mix church and state. You know, which is never written anywhere in our documents in that way. A letter, a personal letter. Nice try. So yeah. So. If you don't know about him, you can't act like him. So we don't expect others to act like him, and they don't. You know, And so our world doesn't. Their world didn't. So then if you don't act like the Lord, who gives grace, like we just sang about in the opening song, grace greater than all our sin, you become cruel. You have no grace. Yeah, sorry. Like many of our churches who the don't know God. You now, how can they give knowledge to the people? Yeah. yeah, yeah, It's it's sad. We need to pray for churches. Yeah, <laughs> and pray that things that That's for sure. Because you know, we, we we've taught our children we're we're subjects of survival of the fittest, and, and that's not mercy, grace, and kindness. That's called oh, if I can run over you, so I live. That's what I do. You know, that's that's Darwinism. You know, the survival of the fittest. You know, the strong survive. That means you chop on the weak and you kill them out. You know, you take advantage of the elder if you can. It's like if they got all that money and they're not using it and you can scam them out of it by talking to them to get them some Walmart cards to you, then do it. That's, their, that's your job, right? You know, to do it this way. It's like you take advantage. You, you rob from the rich and you give it to the poor. I'm the poor. I want to have it. And so you begin to do all these things because I'm the stronger. I'm the smarter. I'm the one who's surviving. And so you become cruel. That's what he says there. You have no mercy. You have no truth. You have no knowledge of God. You have no mercy. You don't have no empathy for your fellow man. Uh, we see your culture going backwards. Do you have something to? We take them out of school. Hey, how do we teach? Don't murder. Yeah. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't do this. Uh, don't covet your neighbor. But you know, look after your neighbor. How do you teach that when it's based on God, but you pull God out? Yeah. there is no, there's no reference point. There's no reason to teach it. There's no way to understand it. The early public schools, the Bible was the basic printer. You, know, so right. you had to have this because this is what everything in our society bases off of. so, yeah. We
1: don't want to admit that the government paid for the Bible to be printed
0: yeah. for the schools. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that would be bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think But America was better than that. Out mm-hmm. schools. Yep. Take them off our courthouse, take them off <coughs> our buildings, you know, it's nuts, no knowledge of God in the land. So then your culture becomes cruel. And when you think of a pagan culture, it's like, you know, can you imagine I remember hearing an old story. It was like uh, these two guys that were traveling across the country back in the day, you know, and so um, they come to a farmhouse and they're like, oh, we really need to stay somewhere. Maybe we can stay at this farmhouse. So they knock on the door and they're like, hey, can we can we spend the night here? You know, can we just sleep in your barn or something like that? The guy's like, nah, I don't want you in the barn. But I got you can sleep in one of the bedrooms. You know, you, you you can stay in there. And they're like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird, <laughs> but uh, all right, you're gonna let us sleep in your sleep in the bedrooms He's like, yeah, go right ahead. You know, feeds them supper, uh, puts them in the bedroom. And then the two guys are like, I'm pretty nervous about this guy. How do we know he's not setting us up for a trap? You know, he's not gonna like kill us in the middle of the night or something like that. And they're like, well, we'll take turns. We'll sleep in ships. And so. Uh, uh, you watch him through the window. We leave the or leave the door cracked and you can watch him. Because they said you could see him in the next room. And they're like, and then you sleep for a couple of hours. You tap on me, then I'll watch him. And so the guy uh, first shipped, you know, he's sitting there. Next thing you know, the guy who's asleep hears his buddy start snuggling in and going to sleep. He goes, hey, I thought we agreed you were going to watch him, then I would watch him. He goes, he was reading his Bible before he went to bed. And so they both slipped company because they're like, he's not going to kill us, you know. He's got, the, God is his ruler. You know, he, he's read the Bible. He's not, if there's a guy going to take some time to read that, we, we can trust him. You know, it's like, he's not going to be cruel. He's not going to be mean. The guy gave him supper and provided us inside him and put us in the barn. Uh, now you can't trust anybody, right? It's hard to go of our way to. God's way is best. Uh, you think of the golden age of America, I think of the 1950s, maybe 40s and 50s, something around there, right? Is that culture better than our culture today? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, 1950s, you could play outside, you can play in the yard, you could ride your bike, you left your keys in your car because you might lose them. You know, you leave the doors unlocked, you leave it in the ignition because, hey, it's going to be there, your doors are unlocked. It's like Mayberry, USA, everywhere, kind of, right? 2023, you can't have two girls from Delphi, Delphi walk down trail. You know? Well, where, where are their parents? It's like, what's wrong with society? I mean, we think of a lot of other things, but... Now you hear kids going on a bike ride and all of a sudden panic strikes you. Where are they? Are you tracking them? Do you know how it's going to be? Is there a well-lit trail? That's, my wife spent her childhood riding her bike around everywhere because she knew all the farms all there. was, You can do it. Yeah, we let our kids ride our bikes around everywhere unattended. No, we She was talking about this the other day. It's like our kids uh, had their prom, uh, Christian school prom, which is what... Wouldn't have dinner downtown, downtown at the top of the Eagle's Nest or something. we let them drive downtown. The boys knew the roads. They knew how to get up there and where to park and how it'd be. If I had a teenager today, would I let them drive downtown in Indianapolis after dark? No. <laughs> I'd be mad at the school if they proposed any kind of idea like that. way, you having our kids go downtown a Myrtle Capital, USA? No. Keep someplace close here if you're going to do it. Yeah. Something's changed, right? Something's changed. There's, there's, there's no mercy. There's no kindness, no empathy. Now you got this kid running down the street punching people in the back of the head for likes on uh, TikTok, Instagram, whatever the newest thing is. It's like, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, we go, no mercy, they don't care. No knowledge of God, there's no mercy. And there's no truth. There's no truth, anything goes. No absolutes. You know? uh, it takes you back to the time before they knew God as a nation judges you know right every man did what was right in his own eyes everybody's their own king I'm the king I'm I'm the king of my own castle we can just do whatever whenever whatever's right in my own eyes until you can stop me whoever's the bigger guy that's where we're back to yeah there's nothing to measure with there's nothing to go against and then our laws are ridiculous I mean our court system yeah we could go all night on that uh, it's kind of like now. You know, it's actually describing, we can't read this and not think of now. Free for all. Truth is relative. I have my truth, you have your truth. truth. What if we have contradicting truths? Mm, no, you know, math is racist. You know, we have all these things we come out of this. That, 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 that's literally things that they said. You know, it's a white man trying to oppress. That's all these crazy things. Um, I didn't have my notebook with me all day, so I took notes on my book. I remember this quote it was by I think it was a Frenchman I read there's controversy on the Frenchman I was trying to quote it to so I won't quote it to anybody but I'll give you the quote because it's undisputed but uh, I think it's like French Revolution stuff's going on they're like why is America successful when everything else isn't Why, why is America exceptional what's the secret What's the secret sauce, you know, because Napoleon wasn't, it, you know, it was not a dictatorship. It's how is this backwards way of, of peaceful transfer of power every four years, you know, that had happened up until 2020-ish, you know, and so, you know, how's this, how's that? You know, why does why this work? And here this guy comes, tours America, and he was still kind of like questioning, why does why this work? And he says, not until I went into the churches of America and heard her pulpits flame with righteousness did I understand the greatness and the genius of America. America is great because America is good. If America ever ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. That hits us like a smack to the head, doesn't it? George Washington says if we ever take the Bible out of the culture, America's lost. I'm paraphrasing, but I can't remember the exact quote. That's. He's like, if we ever separate the two, then you have nothing for all the rest of us to stand on, and that's where we are. It's been undermined. It's gone. We parallel with Israel, the house of Israel. We produce sin and export it around the world. Um, Some call us and argue, and 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 I've heard some pretty persuasive arguments. I'm I'm slow to agree that, that we're the, Uh, Babylon that's mentioned in the last days I I still hold out that I think it'll be back in the spot where Babylon was but some argue that the United States is the Babylon we're the one that's producing all the lost stuff that's pumped out there you know because paganism was started from this revolt you know with Nimrod at the Tower of Babel and they're like it's regathers in the end times and a lot of people are like it's America We're the ones who do it. We produce it. We we send it around the world. Everybody wants to emulate it. Everybody copies it. We've made unfaithfulness the trend. It's like, oh, you know, it's like friends have been in the news lately since, uh, you know, Matthew Perry um, tragically drowned. And that show, everybody slept with everybody, right? There was no, it's like, that's not how America is. And that's not how society works. That's not how it's supposed to go. There's something that's a layer in there to tear it all down. It's subtle. Subtle. Satan's subtle. Subtle. We glorify it. We put it on stage. We we glorify vice. We glorify excess. We send it out. And you're like, well, I don't know how you can compare us to Israel, especially the house of Israel here, Brian, because the house of Israel is in trouble for idolatry. Idolatry. I don't see any idolatry in America. (laughs) I guess some of us do. (laughs) <laughs> but let's look at a definition from Colossians. Look at Colossians. It's subtle, yeah, but we're thinking Colossians 3. If I can find the right verse, okay. Colossians 3, and uh, look at verse 5. There. Colossians 3.5 says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. How about Christian living here? We want to put to death fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is what? Idolatry. Is covetous. Idolatry? I wouldn't make that leap. Paul does. The Bible does. I wonder how covetous America is.
1: I don't know. down at San
0: Francisco. Yeah, i like, Yeah, Black Friday's coming. We'll see how many people get killed trying to get that deal, you know, and as they all plow into each other and camp out and whatever. Yeah. I mean, our culture's based on... You want what they have, right? They have it, you know, influencers on Instagram our whole career now because it's built on, you know, oh, we want their life, we want their lifestyle, we want to live like them. You know, they've influenced our culture and now how many people have, I know, I've read too many stories of women who've left their husbands because I'm a princess and I deserve to live a princess's life and he's not making it for me because Instagram shows me this and they're like, oh, I just wish I had a husband we back and, deserve it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's McDonald's. <laughs> but you know, yeah. We, but there's all these mottos, you know, that just do all these different things. It's like all built on that. Like you more, you deserve it, and get you know, it, it just builds off of it. So, what happens in that kind of a land where there's no truth, no mercy, no knowledge of God? Verse two says Hosea. if you jump back there. Hosea four. Hosea four, verse two says. by swearing and lying, killing and stealing, committing adultery they break out and blood toucheth blood so in this land there's no knowledge of God there's no mercy there's no truth he says in a land like that you can tell because they're swears, they swear you younger than me I wish and I, I and I think about everybody around my age and older wishes our children and our children's children can experience the America and the world that we grew up in when you didn't go to Walmart in your pajama pants I didn't have pajama pants. <laughs> Jim Shorts. <laughs> you know, like when when you, you dressed up to go out, I can remember you're like, if we're going to go to chi you know, it's like, we're going to go to Chi-Chi's and we get that Andy's Mint. You know, we're going to, to you dressed up, you're going to go to dinner, you're going to dress up, you're going to do these things. It was there. Culture was different. It was a higher culture. When I was a kid, cussing in public was not allowed. It was not tolerated. Men held other men accountable. You didn't, you don't do that. There are women and children present. Something in the company of men, that might be something different. But if you're out in public, society did not allow that. Is that the case now? I watched it come. I watched it go. I remember God gave me eyes to see as we saw it. I think I can tell you the point in time when it crossed the line. And I blame Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'd never watched wrestling. I'm no, not a wrestler. Dick Buckus, I saw, it, or not who no, who was it? Dick the Bruiser. Uh, back in the day, you know, when, we used to. Dick the football player. Uh, I remember on Dick the Bruiser back when, every once in a while, like my, my grandma liked that. But um, but when, I never was really into it. But I knew who he was. You know, that's when WWE and you know, all that, you know, kind of crossed over. But his blasphemous parody of John three sixteen, kind of all of a sudden starts taking a toll on things, and it changed the way America spoke. And I think because he, he aimed towards the children, and this is something that the parents and the kids kind of participated in together, and, and culturally, he made cussing in public acceptable. His famous quote was, uh, you can talk about your Psalms, and you can talk about your John 3.16. He goes, well, Austin's 3.16 says, I just whooped your... That becomes a catchphrase that catches on. And then once I get, a, well, anybody can say that. I'm going to open a can of whoop on you. And people got comfortable with that. Well, that's kind of funny. You know, Austin 316 says that. You know, Stone Cold was on every car as out there. So now you can say anything. Now it's like you kind of hate when your kids learn to read, right? Like, oh, there's a car in front of you, and you can't get rid of them. Uh, kids, there's the floorboards, you know, because uh, you're gonna see some horrible message. And if you can play concentration, you can figure out what they're talking about, or just they put it right out there for things to go. But yeah, i to
1: go out the street and yell that "Stop taking my God's name in vain!" and they shut up so fast.
0: And uh, then I pray for them every time. Or they know not what they do. I mean, that's just something that that triggers me as well. It's like, well, why would you do that? They don't. They don't understand. Now. House not just miniature. where it used to be like, he's got a mouth like a sailor. Now it could be like, he has a mouth like a mother. You know, because women are just as bad, if not worse. You can go down to Nashville, I guarantee right now, and all the little, what do they call them, tea cloths or uh, kitchen towels, they all got everything naughty on it. You know, it should not be there, but you know. But she's also got her wine bottle in her hand as well. But uh, the women, men, the kids, all use it openly, unashamedly, and they think it's funny when the young kids do it. God said, so this is a mark of a culture that has no fear of God. It has no mercy. There's no truth in that culture anymore. There's no standard of how I have you to live. It's gone. Um, it used to be. There was vestiges for a while. I remember, uh, were the kids life lifeguard? Or were they just at the pool? I was of thinking that same story. Kids were And we were at
1: the pool and 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 the clubhouse. And um, there were some teenagers there, and they were throwing the up bomb across the pool, you know. Mm-hmm. And I had just had it. I had told them, I was like, "Kids are here. You guys need to watch your mouth." And then they started mocking me yeah. and everything. So I got up and I went inside to the clubhouse, which is a bar, but it had yeah. men that were probably. In their 60s or 70s, sitting at the bar, and I said, There are two teenage boys down there, they're on the um, across the pool, and my kids are down there. Every one of them got up, and they sent those boys packing. You remember that down really way. They sent the boys packing, and in fact, they followed them home.
0: And <coughs> told them, You're out of here. We didn't have trouble cussing the pool for a while. <laughs> but but, uh, there's vestiges of that, you know. All those guys in the bar probably talk like that. They knew you didn't talk like that in front of kids. Yeah. but kind of yeah, when exactly. the kids were present. You know, they used to. Ray Comfort, you know, the street preacher, you know, living in Waters. water, says one of the few times he got beat up was because a woman was cussing at him. And he told her, he said, lady, uh, please watch your language. <laughs> Ladies are present. She goes, I'm a lady. He goes, well, you may be a woman, but you're not a lady. And she came over and popped him one. <laughs> he goes, a little too smart lucky like for my own good. But he also said he learned from that, you know, a soft answer turns away wrath. He said because she's beating him up. He's fine. Like, that's a nice sweater. She goes, oh, this? Yeah, I got it down at the store. the other day. she day. it. <laughs> the uh, ah. Now it's like, you know, you can't hear a conversation without the universal adjective to kind of spice it up a little bit. You know, throw it in. Makes you sound intelligent, I guess. Well. Um, you want to hear the story the awful stuff. Living McDonald's here as your father when
1: the school gets out. Oh, yeah. yeah. They sat in, in the booths, and I had my back to probably six of them sitting in the booth. And these are 8th grade uh, kids, and one started telling a story about being in an accident. The kids were all compassionate and everything. And then all, all of a sudden, one of them said something, and the F started going. They weren't mad, they were laughing. And um, one of the girls said something that she thought maybe offended the other one and they got all oh, they didn't offend you. oh I'm so sorry. And they're, you know, cursing right and left, boys and girls mm-hmm. in the same booth. And something else that was said, oh, I didn't mean to offend you, but the cursing didn't offend everybody in here. Oh, yeah. I was tempted to turn my phone on <laughs> and do that and call a couple of parents. Instead I went in a couple days later and looked for them to be doing that. I got there a little bit too late. There were two young girls, and I decided I'm going to speak to teenagers now. Yeah. And so I went back, and I um, after I finished, and they were being quiet. They were, they, they were just one of I problems And I said, girls, uh, I just wanted to, if there was anything I could do to pray for you guys. And they looked at each other, one had a really young This, and I thought they were going to do something, you know, get upset about it. And one of them said, yeah, my grades are really bad, and I'm for. Hmm. And I said, No, and the other one said, I need a job. I said, How old are you? Fourteen. I said, Okay, so it's over the um Locker volunteer that looks good on a hmm. resume. And I said, Do you care about character right now? And they shocked me. They said, Sure. Hmm. And I prayed there with them Sometimes we do need just like you might it, We need to speak up.
0: Hmm. These
1: kids are only doing what they see. They know not what, what they, they want. Yeah. And we can to pray for them for Intervene and tell them you know, that's very offensive and if
0: they make fun of you they make fun of you But you can do such a piece yeah. and that will make a difference
1: they may not do it in front of their peers but it may make a difference the next time yeah. but yeah you want to open fields
0: of like that lady's at McDonald's again you to McDonald's you don't have to buy anything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. but he continues on so that's one of the first things verse 2 he says by swearing by lying. There's no truth. So why wouldn't you lie? There's nothing to keep you from it. It's just a matter of getting caught. It used to mean something. Mom was talking about, you know, looks good on a resume. It used to be that was something you wanted to have, that you were someone who had integrity. Someone that said something in a minute. Someone who stayed there. Now it's like, so sue me. You said you're going to do this, you're So sue me. You know, it's like, there's not the like, oh man, my, my name's on the line and my reputation and how I'm going to be. Not, not so much anymore. By swearing, verse two, it says, by lying, killing. Is is it any wonder? Every morning you wake up and it's like, how many shootings or murders have been in Indianapolis? And it doesn't stay there; it creeps further south. You know, it comes down to county line, coming, coming further. You know, policemen are trying to keep it at bay. You know, but we got, we got, we got a problem starts with babies, and we don't honor that. First is first trimester, then it's like, you know, the morning after, first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, day before birth, illegal you know, now, and it's like, oh, some states fight for the right to keep the baby alive, maybe a week, and then we can still, it's like, what? Ridiculous. i say in, in Indianapolis, I couldn't find the 2023 numbers yet. Of course, I was just trying to get the current one, but in 2022, the 226 murders that's reported murders, or marked down as murders. I happen to know they don't do everything that way. And they were saying, I was listening to uh, radio a little bit the other day, and, and they were saying, per capita, we are well ahead of Chicago. You know, for population size, Chicago beats us, for sure. But by population size, we're way ahead of Chicago. Now, granted, we're probably considered a suburb of Chicago. You know, At this point, you know, they're trafficking back and forth. But that ain't good. You, know, you ever feel like God's hand's coming off America? That's, that's what he says. This is one of our signs of me saying, I'm turning you over. You need to repent and get right. That's why he sends a prophet to warn them. And he's like, and I send you these things so that you'll start thinking. It used to be better. when I was young. Well, how was it when you were young? Did everybody go to church? Did everybody understand? Was the Bible taught in school? Was there decency promoted? You know, was there standards that were lifted up? You know, was that that held there? Is that all gone away? Maybe I know what I'm talking about. Maybe. And expect
1: one person in the political office to yeah, fix, it. fix it. No, yeah. it does not start from the top down. It starts from the bottom.
0: Sadly, it's sort of the churches. You know, we got to do our fair share. You know, and then it comes up from there. So we got to make sure that we're proclaiming it. And it goes on and says, you know, from killing to stealing. Let's see, does that go on in America? It's ridiculous. I saw on uh, it was Washington D.C. I think, and there's CVS. Is, I think it was CVS, where it's like you don't have any product on the shelf. You have a picture of the product, and then you have to go ask them because you know they don't prosecute under a thousand dollars. So people just come in and grab a handful and march out. It's like like encouraging theft right um, it's it's ridiculous you ever you've seen the videos of uh california stuff where people just in there with garbage bags filling it all up and the employees are like we can't do nothing just let them take it and then they're wondering why these stores are all pulling out and they talk about food deserts and supply deserts in these areas where the people can't get food it's like quit stealing it's like companies are there to make money not just to have you come take it god said so that's a mark of it committing adultery Because they're unfaithful. Yeah, I don't even know how many shows are about that. They break out and the blood toucheth blood. And this is supposed to be shocking. And I'm sure to everybody else who's ever read this, it probably blows them away, but it hits us different. But it says blood toucheth blood, or uh, uh, he's saying these things are happening at such a rate that no sooner has that incident happened that another happens is what is implied here. It's like it's coming that quickly, like, oh, oh someone just robbed a bank, and, oh, someone just stole something. And we're like, America? You're just like, how many a day? It's, just, yeah, it's perpetuating. Well, one It's like bam, 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 bam. We've got that. We're just talking about, in the end, let alone if we start adding in all the other cities across the country, all these things adding up. Verse 3 says, therefore shall the land mourn. And everyone that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beasts of the field, with the fowls of heaven, yea, and the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. Animals begin to die. Uh, there's websites, I don't know, um, I was looking for Dave, he couldn't be here tonight, I had family, but uh, there's, there's websites I know that he and I have looked at, and I think Levi's looked at them too, where this shows like... M- we don't hear about them all the time. Just massive fish die offs where like a whole, I mean, just a whole stream. They're all just dead piled up there or some ocean, you know, beach where they go up the next day, all these fish and they're like, what happened? They're like, we, no one knows. Or all the birds just fall out of the sky in a the town. And they just show this guy litter that, uh, there was one video that was around for a while where it's just all this flock of birds is flying over and all of them just drop and they all just fall out of the sky. I don't know what happened. God's like, yeah, I start taking away things like that verse four says yet let no man strive nor prove another for thy people are as they that strive with the priest and then uh, and, and Deuteronomy there's laws against that that you don't argue with the priest the priest is there to tell you God's law. he is reading you God's law. you're supposed to respect that position as he resp- as he represents God being the mouthpiece telling you that law, you're not to then argue with it and say, "Yeah, but." And he's like, "If they're arguing with the priest, yeah, all you none of you're going to agree on nothing." But you're all going to strive. No one can reprove another because you're all you're all low lives that do the things that no one should do. Verse five. Therefore shalt thou fall in the day, and the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night and I will destroy thy mother. It's one thing if you trip and fall at night. It's excusable. I didn't see it. I couldn't see. He's like, I'm going to make you fall in the day. Like, oh, I didn't see this coming. I'm going to blind you to it. He talks about blind, leading the blind. You both fall into the ditch. You know, things are hidden from their eyes. You can't see. He prays that we have ears to hear and eyes to see. He says, I want to keep things hidden from you because this becomes a plague upon you. And... We'll pick up with verse 6 because it's too deep to get into the start now. But uh, um, yeah, we're only not even halfway through this indictment. And yep, and from our in- introduction to Hosea, we knew that a lot of this was going to hit very, very close, that they were going through a lot of things that we are. And I think that we could see Israel as God's pattern. In any nation who has set out and set God to be a partner with them, he holds them to this thing and, and, and we've done that. And so yeah, this is this is an example for us. And I think we are seeing the ramifications of that. Uh, let's close real quick with a little bit of prayer and then we'll